This is a Cinegainer Gardener Dachshund. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Ski Gene Gardener podcast. I'm so excited uh, this week. We've got such a great week of podcasts coming up for you. Uh, thank you so much for all your support for the last weekly podcast. Thank you so much for all of that. If you still want to get your hands on the book, and let's be honest, I'm going to be talking about it all the time. Um, not too much, obviously. I'll I'll start toning it down a bit. A week was enough, right? A week was enough. You can get your hands on one on Amazon.co. You know where you know where to get it from, right? You know. You want to get in kids' gardening? You know. Uh, and this week's podcast couldn't fit better with what we're talking about. Uh, this week we've got Joshua Tut on the podcast. Do you know what? I'll talk about it after this uh, intro. But so pumped to have him on. So excited. Let's do the intro and let's chat after. Oh, 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 wait a minute. What? I've not thanked. Well, I was going to put the advert later. Not I've been told. I'm not, I've not thanked Flymo. Of course. Of course. Flymo.com forward slash UK. Flymo your life easy. That was pretty good, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> I've got to say thanks to Flymo. Big up to them uh, for sponsoring the podcast. Go give them some love. Go give them some love on the Insta. Go give them some love on the Twitter. They've not got Twitter. No, don't go to the Twitter. Go give it to them on the Facebook. Uh, and go and check out the website. Because it's getting... I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, haven't we? But it's getting to that time where we're thinking about it. It's getting closer, guys. Going to cut that grass. Cut the grass. Oh, another song's coming on. Right, before I start singing, hit the intro. I should mention that this uh, episode is a double episode, which means tomorrow, or if you just skip forward to one, you'll get another podcast with Joshua Tutt. Because I met Joshua finally, like we've been speaking for ages on Twitter, ages. I finally got the chance to actually see him at CD Sunday. You know I went to CD Sunday the other day? Go listen back to the review. I actually got, he was doing a talk there. So I said, look, I'm coming down. Will you come on the podcast? He said, yeah, wicked. And we got a little space where we could go and chat. And, you know, everything he talked about in his talk, I thought this is just absolutely perfect for this podcast because we're all about family. We're all about getting kids outside gardening. We're all about getting just people outside gardening, aren't we? And everything he talked about really resonated. It's, oh, I've not used that word for a while uh, with me. Uh, about family gardening. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I got my good man Suggett to record it. Uh, he's like my D-Rock. <laughs> it's, uh, that's a little Gary v, um reference. Um, he recorded the talk, and that is coming out tomorrow. So if you want to listen to that, it's, it's an awesome... I asked Joshua if I could put it out. It's an awesome talk. And um, even though it's a little bit visual, you also get a lot, a lot from it. So, uh, But forget that for now. That's cu- coming soon. To the Screeching Gunner podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, before that, let's let's find out about the man. Let's find out a little bit more about him before. Oh, is that him emailing? Fantastic. Uh, let's find out a little bit more about him uh, before we go on. You would have seen him. You would have seen him on Monty Don's big. What is it called? 
Oh, I don't like Monitor. No, no, no. Monitor's <laughs> big spaces thing. We talk about it in this. Big spaces, small heads. I don't know. I don't know. What's it called? I don't know. Uh, we talk about it in this podcast anyway. You would have seen him on that. He created an awesome, awesome garden. Like, so impressed. Like, we talk about that and um, talk about how he gardens with his kids. And the... the uh, let's just get into it. I'm, I'm gonna, literally going to describe the whole podcast to you, aren't I? But I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I'm really excited. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. So, should we press play on it? Let's. Chat, 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 chat. The Garden Chit Chat. Chat, 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 chat. The Garden Chit Chat. Thanks for coming on the podcast. That's all right. Uh... I've actually, I've, out of all the people I've podcasted with, not you, Richard, obviously, <laughs> recently, I've been most looking forward to chat to you because uh, I've seen you on social media and stuff. Yeah, you better be good, no pressure. <laughs> um, but I'd love to like know how you like got into gardening to begin with. Yeah, well, I started. My old man had a lawn mowing round, so he would. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to go out and cut grass with him and things like that. Uh, and he'd do hedge cutting and stuff and I actually remember I used to want to be a rock star I used to play guitar and I remember saying to my dad uh, well I don't want to grow up like you and I don't want to end up being a bloody gardener <laughs> and uh, which is really strange because then as I grew older I um, it's quite an interesting story actually I used to I started making my own wine oh yeah so I was in my flat and I would make my own home wine and uh, a girlfriend whose wife now went out to wherever and I'd drank my bottle of wine which was first ready and I was a butcher at the time and uh, when she came home I was like blind drunk on my uh, own wine and I'd just like uh, binge watched repeats of uh, Monty Don's Around the World in 80 Gardens <laughs> yeah and she came home and I was like I know what I want to do it's my destiny <laughs> yeah and uh, I basically said I want to be a gardener I want to learn all about plants and it kind of actually stuck and I did actually do it and then I went to college uh, did the RHS course and just actually, I had like a drunken epiphany to learn about plants. So. That is the first time I've ever asked that question <laughs> and anyone's come out with that. <laughs> well, there you go, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. And then I just really got into plants and just started... I'd always been interested in gardens because I'd been brought up in it. My granddad grew veg, like the typical type story. But it was that actual moment, I actually remember that moment of thinking, this is actually what I want to do. What was it about that that... Or, or did you wake up on a hangover and just think, yeah. <laughs> oh, something about Monty? Yeah, well, I, I actually think it's a combination because being a butcher, it's like I'd come home from work and you're dealing with death. You're like chopping up dead animals and you're selling death. And then like I watched that program and I was all a bit drunk and stuff. And it's like uh, gardening is life. It's like if I'm in the garden, everything is plants and life and living. And I just thought I want to be out of the fridges of being a butcher and cold and I want to learn about plants and... I literally bought myself a van that next week for like 500 quid, booked myself on the RHS course, left the butchery job, and then just went for it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a proper, like, moment, so uh, that was good. Yeah, I'm glad I did. I I haven't asked many people about this, but um, the RHS course, how was that to go on from, like, knowing zero about gardening to getting into it? The RHS course, I don't want to get in trouble with them, but (laughs) it was absolutely brilliant for teaching me everything I felt like I needed to know like I could go on there I, I was on the course they were, my tutor was brilliant a guy called John Marder who I still talk to now um, 
and he was great. He really inspired me to talk, to learn about plants, and uh, I learned so much from that course. The only time it fails is the exam process. Yeah. The exam process is very much like a school exam. So if you're no good at sitting exams in school, like I wasn't, there's there's no li- like you can know all the Latin plants, you can learn that, but you know, can you spell it? No. Yeah. So you know, you'd fail if you can't spell the Latin names. Then you would fail if you can't couldn't. You'd know the exact measurements of a raised bed officially and stuff you'd fail the maths and so it let me down on that side whether that's me or the course maybe it should, they should have a different way of examining it for I don't know but things like that but uh, yeah the course is absolutely brilliant I'd say and you don't actually have to take the exams that's the thing it's right. just if you want the qualification but the exams did take ages I had to fail and take, keep taking it loads and loads of times so uh, but yeah, I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago did you do this exam? Uh, the course was probably about seven years ago now, something like that. Yeah, I started gardening on my own, just in the van, learning as I went, uh, and just sort of watching yeah. media like Gardeners World and all those sort of programs. And then I decided that I'm not learning enough, quick enough. And it looks good on a business card having the RHS, and that helped massively. As soon as I said RHS qualified, like the phone started ringing. So it is really good for that sense. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was about seven years ago, and then I started to get serious with it because then I thought, well, I actually know I'm able to go into customers' gardens and know their plants and know yeah. what I'm talking about and not just blag it. So it gives you confidence, and then you can take on bigger and bigger projects. So yeah, it was great. The reason I ask that is that when I was at school, going back many years ago now, things like dyslexia wasn't really recognised. And I wondered if that was what was going on when you went to, yeah, to yeah. this course. But seven years ago, it's pretty well recognised, these sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, Well, that's difficult. it. That's what I mean by... I think it's quite an old exam style. Yeah. It felt... You know, it was very clinical. You go in, you sit down, you have to, you know, write, write down five herbaceous perennials, five annuals, five this, five that, which... You can do. I do all day long. I think more of plants than that. But when you're on the spot and you've got to spell it right and you have to have the species and the, and the cultivar name, you know, it, that's the challenge. Because you have to write it in the same way. You have to write in italics and then the, uh, the cultivar name in bold and things. So, well, you did when I, at least I think you did. Maybe you didn't. Maybe that's why I failed. <laughs> no, it's not, yeah. not an exam, mate. We're not going to... It's not supposed to be art. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I know... I first come across you when you were on Monty Don's big, what's it called? Big, big Dream Small Spaces. Big Dream Small Spaces, yeah. can't remember the name of it. Um, so you started your garden career watching, or started your adventure yeah. by getting drunk and watching Monty Don. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually ended up on a programme with him. Yeah. What was that, that was, like? That was, well, it was mad. I remember, because I was like, a, and I am a massive Monty Don fan, and... Um, yeah, I would watch. I'd buy all these books and like really look in all these, uh, all the pages, really detailed to try and see parts of his garden I couldn't see. Then I discovered Twitter, and I was like, "This is actually the Monty Don on Twitter." I'd never had Twitter before, and things like that. I was like, "I was actually the celebrity people actually on there," and that kind of like blew my mind. <laughs> um, and then that show came along, and I remember they phoned me up and uh, they said, "Okay, yeah, you've been on the show. Uh, Monty will be with you on Tuesday." Right, and I was like. You like Tuesday what like Tuesday the 25th of September or something like that no, no, no like, like, this Tuesday and I was like so Monty Don's going to knock on my door on Tuesday and uh, yeah then it, it happened I was in my house I saw him walking up my drive and I was like I actually can't believe this is kind of like happening Yeah. and uh, yeah he didn't disappoint he was really lovely 
obviously he's in a professional environment because he's filming it's not like he's just come around for a cup of tea so he can, he, he's, he's by all intents and purposes he's working yeah. so you know you, you see a working Monty Don but from that aspect it was yeah great a real eye opener and yeah I describe him when I first met him I described it like meeting Beyonce or something like that <laughs> it was just I don't know what it is about yeah. him he's just charismatic I think he he he's able to get people into gardening that aren't and I think that's where other people have presenters have failed not mentioning names but he, he like from me being a butcher just his presence on screen made me think oh I can be a gardener I can do gardening yeah. it wasn't like an intimidating hierarchy type thing I yeah. felt like although there was loads to learn and I didn't know a single word he was talking about when he was in there and talking about cuttings and you know seeds and all this stuff but I it, I still felt like it was achievable yeah. and I've been to talks with Monty before and he's been up on stage and said I'm an amateur gardener but a professional presenter and author and stuff mm-hmm. so you know that gives you confidence yeah that's it yeah. And, you, and your garden you did was for your son Noah yeah that's right which yeah. you talked about in your talk which I thought was like watching watching on the programme and hearing you talk about it is like totally different I can see yeah, a yeah. bit behind the scenes which is quite cool yeah that's it well so the show I mean you have two people on the show one guy you know, it's divided between two completely different families one lady I think was doing a vegetable garden and then we were doing ours so you don't you only probably get about 20 minutes screen time if you chop it all together but the whole process of it was just brilliant and making the garden they gave us like a time lapse camera that we had to put up on our roof or something that would film the whole garden so you did all this footage but that didn't lots of it doesn't make it onto the screen and they took me to Wisley Gardens, and I met uh, lots of people up at Wisley, and there's a bit on the show about that. But that was like a whole day of filming, lots of information. So, Flamo in the morning, Flamo in the night, we are gonna have to Flamo by moonlight, Flamo. I got my Flamo. Have you got your your Flamo? Oh, Flamo. Flamo, Flamo, woo! Flamo, Flamo, oh! Flamo, Flamo. They, they yeah. don't really get. You obviously designed the whole garden. Yeah. So, and I'm massively into kids' garden. And I've, I've really like loved how you designed it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Before you ripped it apart, but we'll talk about <laughs> it in a minute. <laughs> um, why did you like put them ideas in there? Like, what? Obviously, because um it's a sensory garden but yeah. what like was the thought process well the idea was so we designed the garden and then Monty comes down and he looks at your designs and kind of points you in the right direction to think it's, and he did he came up with the water feature I hadn't even had the water feature in there and things like that Yeah. so that was really good but we just designed it so that the garden would be an adventure so it's not you don't we didn't want him just to walk out there and see the garden and this is his time to play and that's it you know we wanted it to be able to so we had paths and lawn areas gravel uh, we had like a log bench that we had made lots of different sensory plants for taste touch scent um, just so you could totally explore and plant his height big tall sunflowers just somewhere where you could play feel confident and also feel independent yeah. so he hasn't got me holding his hand everywhere or saying oh don't touch that don't touch that oh stinging nettles so uh, that's, yeah. quite, that's quite a big thing you were talking about like not putting a negative um, like negative thought on gardening yeah, basically yeah, yeah. by not saying no well that's it like uh, with the sunflowers Noah and me we grew these sunflowers from seed 
Uh, he helped me through the whole process. We potted them on. And then they got huge sort of six-foot sunflowers for him to look at. So it's a real sensory of sight. Uh, I put him on my shoulders and then he'd go up there and then he'd snap the head off straight away. And it's easy to be like, uh, oh, I can't believe you've done that. Oh, that took me so long to grow. Oh, no, you naughty boy, you know, not to smash, smash the plants up. But actually to be like, uh, oh, you know, brilliant. Bring it close to your face, touch it, feel it, pull apart the little seed bits. And that flower might have only lasted... You know, two days in the garden where it could have been there all summer yeah. but the impact that has had on him and his confidence in the garden will massively outweigh your own preciousness about your garden yeah that's a hard thing to do as a parent though because my daughter she's four yeah and I'm, I always say that I always have on stage I'm like yeah let them do what they want yeah. but when you're actually out there trying to actually practically do, practically do it yeah it's, it's a difficult thing yeah, isn't it it is it is tough I spend more time I was out gardening yesterday with Percy my youngest he's three and uh, I was just doing the big sort of cut back and tidy up and I was spending more time pulling uh, plastic toys out of actually the borders they had chucked in throughout the summer but I was fluffing up the soil with a fork yeah. like doing it all night and then he constantly kept walking over <laughs> the fluffed up bits and I did say no Percy don't walk on the fluffy soil walk on the one that I haven't done yet and then you have to remind yourself you have to remind yourself of that state because then Percy would think oh this is a bit boring this is work yeah. with dad when actually so then I said actually come here we dig a hole and I had a pocket full of coins and every time he dug a hole I'd put my hand in there and hide a coin and then I'd say keep going and you'll find treasure and then by the end of the day he had about 20 quid <laughs> no, he had about a pound 50 but then he was really involved and he was super into gardening he stayed out there the whole time with me That's kept nice. asking his mum to make him a little cup of tea and all sorts of lovely That's yeah. a really good tip for, yeah. for getting kids to camp because sometimes keeping their like it's good getting them out there getting their hands messy yeah. sometimes you can't always keep them out for the whole afternoon no no burying money is yeah. uh, I mean you must be doing well mate if you're burying money about <laughs> yeah well only coppers I'll come dig around your yeah. house any day <laughs> that's what I mean he kept digging for about two hours then I was like uh, yeah I think we're going to run out soon <laughs> but uh, also I get him like a little plastic uh, you get him in toy box little plastic sacateurs like snips yeah. and if you've got like the, we had the big dry teasel heads which are quite hollow so he was chopping them down while I was doing the same job. So if, they're, if you're actually doing a task with them, yeah, if I'm pruning and he's pruning, rather than you saying, right, I'm going to weed this bed, now you can go over there and dig that. And he's on his own. He's a bit like, well, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. But like I was digging for the coins with him and chucking them in there. And then I was doing the pruning with him. And you just kind of have to accept this isn't going to go how you want it to go. Yeah. You're not going to have this garden tidy by the end of the day. But you're making memories for him and yeah, so. that's that's what matters memories really. mate it's all about yeah. memories honestly it's, that's what yeah. I always say and only kids, kids for like he's only going to be thinking he's actually finding treasure in the garden for a handful of years yeah how was, how then was he's going to be on the Xbox and I won't see him for a game no, how old is Noah? <laughs> he's uh, seven he'll be eight in May yeah. and Percy Percy's three three oh, okay yeah Crikey, so, you've got a like, yeah, range of yeah, yeah. But Noah, Noah loves the garden. Like that's where we we encouraged him to be in the garden through this whole process. But uh, and he's much the same with his brother. He likes to be given a task and then helped through that task, yeah. rather than just given a task to do and expect to be able to do it and expect that task to grab their attention mm-hmm. for a long period of time. It's giving them that task and then being out there and doing it with them. 
is the most thing. And then just sacrifice what you're doing because that's not going to happen. No. And like I say, they'll be old soon and you won't be able to do it anyway. So it's, it's nice to have them while they're young to be able to play in the garden. That's a scary thought when they get old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For anyone, like building a garden um, the way you did on, for like, the TV show, it would be enough. But then you talked about ripping it out and putting it in the front garden and then starting yeah. again. Yeah, glutton for punishment. That is not normal. That is yeah. not normal thinking. Let me just tell you now. Yeah. Well, I can't sit still. But uh, yeah, so we just built the sensory garden, just just like that. No, so we made the sensory garden on the TV show. It took about you know half a year, three quarters of a year. Um, and that he was Noah was so confident in that garden then that uh, he would actually venture out into our front garden, which was still a jungle, uh, a much bigger space and, and private. It was all fenced off, uh, so it's not like an open front garden. Um, so we then decided, uh, well, no, it's not going into the back garden anymore. What we'd do is we had an allotment anyway. We'd get rid of the allotment. we put the vegetable garden where the sensory garden is now, the one we built for the show, and we move all the plants and put that in the front garden and turn it into a much bigger sensory garden. Mm-hmm. And that took about a year again, but that was two gardens, so we did sort of two gardens in a year, which was pretty full on. But then uh, Noah would just then explore the veg garden and just was so confident with eating the vegetables and pulling out veg and uh, so involved with that that he now can spend all his time in the back garden, in the front garden. Yeah. And like I said, I never dreamed of the day because he has uh, additional needs. He, he's quite. He's not completely independent like I would have to walk around with him holding his hand. Whereas now, I can go in, I can make a cup of tea, and I know he's safe in the garden. He'd play in the front garden, he'd go in the back garden. I know he can't get up to anything like naughty or touch plants that would sting him or yeah. cut him or anything like that. Uh, and his confidence is through the roof. Yeah, so it's been... It's been a long procedure. They need to do a Big Dreams Revisited or something. But, uh, they should, so should do, bro. Yeah. your garden compared to other people's gardens that have been revisited would <laughs> be totally different. Yeah, yeah. Do you think veg growing, um, it, it gets kids out there a lot more as well? I do. The problem with the veg, grow, uh, veg growing is it's actually one of the stricter ones because a lot of people that grow veg are of a certain age because it's hard to get younger people into growing veg. What are you um, saying? <laughs> no, but it's just usually the grandparents with the vegetable plot or something rather than the parents with the vegetable plot, just as a broad, you know. Uh, but um, so it's having that, what we talked about earlier, having that uh, freedom to be able to let them pull up a plant that's not quite ready yet or yeah. something and just experiment with it. And then, then they will enjoy vegetables because my granddad had a vegetable garden and it was quite strict I'd run around the edges but I could never touch any of the produce until he had pulled it all up and put it in the kitchen and dried the onions or whatever whereas if you just be a bit more relaxed they're not going to well at least my kids they're not going to pull up absolutely everything they pull up one onion they bite it they won't like it that leaves you the rest of the eight or whatever you're growing so uh, although they probably will eat all the strawberries but yeah strawberries are always going in my place (laughs) it's just having just allowing yourself to let your kids have fun in the garden basically yeah. and not be too strict because it's uh, it's for everyone really you know, if you've got kids you can't keep that garden to yourself you have to share it with your family yeah, that's so, what it's all about yeah. it? cool man well, thanks so much for being on the podcast oh, that's all right. like, yeah. an absolute pleasure to have you on <laughs> oh, cheers honestly. yeah I enjoyed it <laughs> well, it's been inspiring <laughs> yeah it could be the oh, word there, there you go, go. Yeah. high fives all round <laughs> thank you mate cheers thank you cha 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 
the garden kitchen. Cha 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 cha. Thank you so much to Joshua for coming on the podcast. Pumped to have him on. Like I say, I thought I knew you'd enjoy it, right? You enjoyed it? You didn't. Okay. He did. You did. Well, as long as you did, that's all that matters. Um, I, I love that one. And I took so much away from it. Look, tomorrow on the, on the podcast, you can hear the talk. And from that, I learned so much, so much about Century Gardens and things like that. So do listen to that. Go give Joshua some love on the Twitter. It's uh, Joshua underscore Tut. Go check out his website. I'm not going to... Sisbury. Why can't I say that? It's just spelled Sisbury. Sisbury. Gardening. He'll, he'll tweet me now and say, what are you talking about? Sis-? It's something like that. Go check out. Go check him out anyway. Awesome guy. Really friendly. So thanks very much, Joshua, for being on the podcast uh, for that. Right, guys, that's it for today. Uh, thank you so much to Flamo for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you very much to you. And if you want to, <clears throat> just a little plug at the end, if you really want to find out more about kids gardening, then you should get your hands on the new How to Get Kids Gardening book available at Amazon.uk. Code. Uh, screwed it up at the end. See you later. Migration. Skin it is what I love. Thank you.